and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, and this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And I've got all the gentlemen with me on the podcast today. So guys, this is Rob Spikestra, Pastor of Discipleship. Kevin Kenora, Pastoral Assistant. Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. All right. Well, just to let you know right away, if you are in your car with children, this is probably not the podcast for you. For you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we have a uh, request from our youth pastor, who, or our youth director over there, who's telling us, uh, getting a lot of questions from youth and, and parents and such as he ministers, that this is going to be on um, kind of the topic of sexuality and the topic of sexual sin. Um, so... We're giving our disclaimer and our warning right now that you won't want to listen to this uh, with little kids present. Um, there's a lot of ways we could ask this question, but let's just frame it how the, 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 a teenager would typically frame it, and that is, um, how far is too far? Ooh. Right? How far is too far? How, how far can I go with my girlfriend or boyfriend until it becomes... Sin, sexual, yeah. sexual sin, sin. sexual yeah. sin, yeah. right? Um, and many times they're framing, obviously, that, that question, if they're asking that question, we would say that's the wrong question. Mm. Right. Because yeah. the goal is righteousness, the goal is virtue, the goal is God-honoring behavior, not how close to the line can I get without, without crossing it, right? Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us to flee sexual morality. Yeah. We're, we're to run away from it, right? We're not to try to get as close to it as possible. We're to run away from it. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. in our day and age, there are many different ways to sin sexually. Yeah. Um, Jesus tells us, uh, I mean, Jesus really answers this question for us when, when he's talking about, right, committing adultery. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, he answers the question by saying, if you've committed adultery in your heart, mm. yeah. you've committed adultery. Yeah. Which he's, he's equating lust with adultery. Mm. So we could say he's equating, you could say you can extrapolate that to all different areas. He's, recreated, he's, he's uh, equating lust with fornication, which mm. is having sex before you're married. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've got lust, uh, you know, what goes into lust or what, what's under that category? Um, staring, gawking, um, lurking, you know, yeah, like yeah. undressing uh, the opposite sex or undressing another person with your eyes or mm -hmm. in your mind. Yeah. Um, sexual fantasies, mm -hmm. uh, pornography, mm -hmm. um, inappropriate shows, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, you know, all of these, all of these avenues, are full of sexual morality, and and men and women. Now we know men are more visually stimulated, and therefore men are more prone and more, uh, more prone to sexual morality through the eyes and lust and and pornography and such. And women are more prone in actually using their sexuality mm -hmm. to uh, provoke mm. lust. Yeah. Right, so mm -hmm. women are more prone to post bikini pics and mm -hmm. and you know super sexy workout pics and yoga pics and all of this kind of stuff mm -hmm. that is sexual in nature or 
uh, immodest, immodest in, in nature, they post it on social media. Mm-hmm. Why? Get them likes. Get, get them likes. <laughs> because the, men and women both like it. You yeah. know, it's, it's visually stimulating, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it plays off of our baser instincts, our lusts and, and such. Well, and I think with women, particularly, they are, they're uh, struggling with identity. And so in, their, in, their, in that sense, in that, that they want to be, as you just point out, liked. And so there is this sense of how many likes can I get means, it means I'm, I'm somebody of value or I'm somebody of worth trying to find their identity in, in someone else's approval of them, particularly the opposite sex. And so that's a huge struggle that they're having within, within them as, an, as a human being. Yeah. And... And so they, in a sense, they sell themselves. In a sense, yeah. they sell themselves mm-hmm. uh, for those likes. And so that is, immor- that is an immoral act because God has given you your body for your husband, yeah. even if you're not married, for your future husband. So this is the same category as uh, sexting, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sexting. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Yeah. If you don't know about that, uh, I think that the percentage was... Um, 60% of all girls by the age of 16 have received a, uh, a picture of a man's private parts yeah. or, or a boy, you know, a, a student's right. private parts. Turn off your airdrop. That, yeah, the, the, if you have open airdrop, mm-hmm. airdrop is open for everyone. That's something people are doing now in stadiums and in concerts and different things mm-hmm. is they will find anybody on that open network and they'll airdrop... Um, sexually explicit pictures of them and they'll many times it won't be of their face so you don't know who it is it's just yeah. it's just pornography right. it's just mm-hmm. inappropriate behavior or inappropriate right. stuff right. so um, we need to be teaching our, our girls specifically to um, not be giving their numbers out to, to people that mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't know right? right and we need to be really aware of it and, and have some kind of filter or software there's software now I know, I know on the iPhone that if if you sign up this this uh, phone under a minor, that it can uh, AI can de- depict can can figure out if a sexually explicit hmm. picture has showed up. Wow! And it can delete that picture before they they open it. Yeah. Right. right. So so right. there's That's some awesome. there's some guardrails that you can use there. Mm-hmm. So and we got to teach our boys not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not not to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to do stupid stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that, that's a major problem in high schools today. Mm-hmm. And it can res- result in all kinds of, uh, you know, repercussions, but all, it's also sin. So, yeah, <clears throat> so we want to, sure. so we want to avoid, we want to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, so that's the, that's, that's. Yeah. So how far is too far? Hmm. How far is too far? Definitely when um, you're not married, and what does that what does that look like? Can, can we maybe step back just one step back? And and there was a time when this was not a huge question. Mm-hmm. This would not be a question within within a, a life of of a teen, yeah. uh, because the world that we lived in generally understood God as it existed, that there was a God that we would be accountable to God. And in other words, there was a time when the worldview was, was such that there was, we were more than just material beings, that, yeah. that we actually are spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. But you can see how when you, when you, begin, to, when you, when you begin to reject the reality mm-hmm. that there is a creator, or at least that there is a God who is, 
that we're going to be held accountable to, all of a sudden we, you, you live under this worldview of materialism or ma the material, mm -hmm. then this becomes, this is where this, this all came out of the fact that we've changed our whole worldview that this, our society right now is living under this worldview that somehow we're just, you know, atoms made up of material and, mm -hmm. and what is going to bring fulfillment and happiness is just the material or just the pleasure that we can get within this world. In other words, life is just simply uh, 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 really uh, birth to death and you measure everything by what you can get out of that from birth to death, whether that be materially, physically, or, or pleasure. This is what you get. This is the, it all begins with this worldview that our, our society has embraced. And so there was a time when that was not the worldview, but yeah. you can see how it's playing itself out till now we're having kids who are having to ask this very question of, you know, as you just pointed out, well, how far is how far? You know, how, many, how much pleasure sh can I, physical pleasure can I get from this other human being uh, that's made in the image of God, oh, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Well, so there's a lot of things that we need to be thinking about. Obviously, <clears throat> the goal isn't how far is too far. The goal is to be righteous, right? Yeah. And, and to follow Jesus. And the scripture tells us that we are not our own, mm -hmm. that we belong to God, body yeah. and soul, yeah. that we've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so um, we don't have the rights over our bodies. Mm. Right. Jesus has the rights over our body. Yeah. And Jesus says, do you take your, the body is mm. the temple mm. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Do you take that temple and then unite it with a prostitute? Mm -hmm. but by no means. Yeah. Right? So if your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, then you want to use it in God-honoring ways, and you don't want to uh, use it in sexually immoral ways. Right. Yeah. Now, what Rob was describing is we want to use people to get something from them. Mm -hmm. That's just an anti-Christian worldview. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? A, a Christian young man and young woman wants to... Um, lay their life down for the other one, right? Mm -hmm. Wants to serve, right? Yeah. Not, not take. Mm -hmm. And the biblical view of sexuality is that two people make a covenant before God. They come together. They get married in a covenant before God with God as the witness and God as the guarantor of that covenant. And then God, through the sexual union, God joins them together, mm -hmm. okay? So God joins them together in holy matrimony, and then God, as God designed their bodies to fit together perfectly, a male and a female, yeah. and when that sexual union happens, that marriage is consummated, right? Mm -hmm. So the covenant is enacted, the covenant is inaugurated, that there's a covenant between that person. Well, think about what you do when, you're, when, you're, when you get married. When you get married, you're committing so a covenant is a bond in blood, sovereignly administered mm. with attendant blessings and curses. Yeah. Okay. A bond in blood mm. means it's a life or death union yeah. or a, it's a, it's a commitment until death. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we say till death do us part. Right. So when I come together and so when we, when I come together with my wife and we committed ourselves to one another, we said our vows and we, we were, we were married, I had committed everything I had mm -hmm. to my wife. I had committed my mind, my heart, my soul, my finances, my future. I'd committed everything and she had committed everything. Yeah. It's now inside of that covenant. And we said till death do us part, right? So, so sickness and in death, richer or poor, we've mm -hmm. had them both, yeah. Yeah. right? 
Right. Uh, sick, you know, no matter what comes, mm -hmm. I'm going to be there for you. Yeah, and, for sure. And she's saying, I'm going to be there for you. Now, inside that covenant, that lifelong uh, bond in blood, sovereignly administered mm. with God, both of us saying we will promise to obey God to the best of our abilities, to love each other. Well, as no. Christ says, we're, we're to love each other. Right. Inside of that covenant, now we are sexually united. Yeah. So here's the idea. Sex is like a fire. Mm -hmm. Sexuality is like fire. Yep. It's great when it's in the fireplace. Yep. It's really bad when it's in the living room yep. or in the attic yep. or anything. Mm -hmm. sex, sex has power. It unites people together. It um, celebrates and... Um, what do you call it when uh, renews the covenant? It renews your marital covenant, your your marital vows, right? It's got soul uniting power. It's got procreative power, yeah. right? It, right? It creates it creates children, yeah. right? So there's all this power latent in the sexual act, right? Mm. The spiritual power, emotional power, physical power, but it's only safe in the fireplace, which is the covenant of marriage. Yeah. When you use it out, when you use any of it outside of the fireplace, it becomes destructive in all forms. Yeah. This is why there is no such thing as innocent porn or safe mm -hmm. porn. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all destructive. Yeah. Right. And all the studies conclude, all of these serial killers, all of these mass shooters, all of these people, all of them had porn problems. Yeah. Why? Because porn, by its nature, Scripture says the eyes of man are never satisfied. Yeah. Right? Mm. So you see one image, yeah. you got to see a million images. Mm -hmm. yep. You see a million images, now you got to up the ante, and now you want to start seeing more d darker and more depraved and more sexually right. deviant, explicit images. Mm. Which I just heard a report that some of the, um, the basically, the, uh, the longer you are involved in pornography, mm -hmm. the more depraved your search results are. Mm -hmm. So you start getting into things like bondage. You get start getting mm -hmm. into things like, I mean, I, I, you start Googling things like um, bestiality mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. incest and, es, you know, sadomasochistic behavior, mm -hmm. uh, teachers with students, mm -hmm. uh, all of these like things that are, are on the edges of society that right now aren't accepted. Yeah. The more you use porn, the more they start searching for that stuff and the more, and Pornhub and all these different places provide it. Mm -hmm. Even uh, rape fantasy type stuff yeah. and um, and more, yeah. right? So what if someone uh, actually, they, they believe like, that, okay, that, that covenant, they, I, I think that's, those are good things and I, and I want that. Um, but just like a person that's a speaker, you know, to be good at something, they get 10,000 hours, right? And um, before they get married, they want to have a bunch of partner partners so that they can so that they could be ready and say they're good to their other to their actual partner that they're married to like yeah. what do we say to those people yeah that's that's a great question i know i get that kind of kind of often and first off let me answer I, i'm not going to answer biblically i'm just going to first i will but first i want to just answer answer completely practically and mm. pragmatically yeah and all research has shown the more sexual partners you have the less fulfilling your sex life will be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay um increases uh, dramatically if you've had more than like 
10 partners or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like you will not have, so the idea would be, oh yeah, a porn star would be, would be an amazing, you know, amazing in bed. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's not reality. Uh, you know, a porn star is a faker. A porn mm-hmm. star is a movie star. They, mm-hmm. they, they have mm-hmm. everything about it is fake. Yeah. They're, they have, they are, they are so depraved in mind and soul that their, that their soul has literally become hardened and they're hard hearted. And so they are almost unable to give themselves wholly over to another person because they've created some kind of separation mm-hmm. yeah. between mm-hmm. the sexual act and union and mm-hmm. soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you were to have, if, if you were to have sex with a person like that, you would be constantly thinking, how good am I? Right. I, I'm probably not the best that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Right. And that person's probably faking for you. And it, yeah. so, so just practically, statistically, all research research shows the more sexual partners you have, the less fulfilled your sex life mm-hmm. will be. The less happy you will be. Ladies specifically. Now, this harms women way more than it harms men. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, but this is just a biological reality and a sociological reality that the more partners a, a woman has, the higher her uh, her uh, Statistical reality of, of, of depression will be, of suicide, mm-hmm. of self-harm, and uh, anxiety, all, all the divorce. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like if you want to ruin your life, sleep with a lot of men. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's really what it means. If you yeah. want to ruin your life, sleep with a lot of men, mm-hmm. right? So just pragmatically, practically... That's horrible advice. Yeah. Don't, you know, that's horrible advice. Mm-hmm. Now, um, <clears throat> again, we obey God because God tells us to. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, he, he created sex. So it's yeah, like, yeah. He, he invented it. It was good. <laughs> it's right. good. It's he good. <laughs> he invented our bodies mm-hmm. and he invented them to fit together like this. Right. And he knows what's best for us. <clears throat> and so, when we follow his ways, it goes well for us. And, and the idea is if you marry, let's just say, I'm just going to say you marry at 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get, Alex, when did you get married? 18. 18. Okay. Uh, here we go. Okay. Let's go. Married, we're talking about me now. <laughs> <laughs> you get married at 18 years old. Let's just say both, both of you guys are 18 years old. You get married and you guys have no sexual experience whatsoever. Right. I'm, I'm, I, uh, I'm just, putting that out there then you guys are complete noobs yeah. right and you're figuring it out together mm. exploring baby you're exploring. <laughs> you're exploring. Exploring. You're exploring. <laughs> so there is no i mean like it's so freeing to come in and go yeah we both probably are terrible at have this. no yeah, yeah have no idea what we're doing mm-hmm. and let's figure it out together yeah, yeah. we're figuring it out together and there's yeah. gonna we're gonna laugh and we're gonna yeah. mess up and we're gonna yeah. you know, i'm gonna you know you know, crush your leg or something, and I'm gonna pull your hair on an accident, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna be before you get, before you know, you're gonna get them ten thousand hours in. Okay, <laughs> now listen. Right. Here, here's right. my point. Here's my point. Having sex with the same person mm-hmm. yeah. for 10, 20, 30 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. you will be way quote unquote better at sex mm. yeah. than a person who's had sex a couple times with ten thousand people. Yeah. yeah, right. You're a professional. Right, you're pro. Yeah, and and here's the deal: the idea isn't to be good at sex. Mm. The right. goal is to be a good lover. Yeah, 
to that woman. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. That's right? an excellent point. And so, yeah. Yeah. Right? So you're you're wanting to memorize and familiarize yourself with exactly what she likes. Yeah. Right? And she's doing the same thing with you. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're got 10,000 tries of figuring that out yeah. <laughs> or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And the more uh, the more you do it, the better you get, Yeah. right? And the more you figure her out and the more she figures you out. And it's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. right? It's a beautiful thing. And there is, so the Bible says the b- marriage bed should be undefiled. Mm. And what that, that means many things, but, it, but it, it, what it means, there should be a freedom in marriage mm. to explore and to experiment and to uh, do things, right? But there are some things that are c- condemned from Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've, we've talked about this before, but um, I'm just going to say it, so be, be aware here. Like, like sodomy, it, sodomy, we would call it anal sex now, mm-hmm. right? But the Bible would call it sodomy, and sodomy is prohibited, right? Mm-hmm. So, sodomy is prohibited. God g- gave uh, a woman multiple, uh, well, how do I say this? One... Vaginal intercourse is procreative, and mm-hmm. that's the way God designed it, right? Yeah. God designed the... Uh, <laughs> and, and the anus is for digestive system. Yes, yeah. there so, so there's, yeah. there's one or the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it does... It's not... Listen, here's the deal. Most of us aren't aware of this, but anal sex comes with all kind of um, problems, mm-hmm. okay? It is not lubricated, like the vagina is, it can create all kind of tears, all kind of infections. This is one of the reasons homosexual male behavior spreads so many diseases so fast. Okay, mm-hmm. it is not normative. It is not natural. There are all kind of medical conditions that come come along with it. Now we don't talk about them, and they're almost hush hush denied now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. our culture wants to to push the edges on quote unquote sexual freedom and liberation, which yeah. is really just glorifying sexual deviancy. Mm-hmm. So guys start watching porn, they think, oh, it's just natural to want to do want to do anal sex. No, it's it's not. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not. It's animalistic. It's right. it's right. degrading of her and it's degrading of you. So yeah. you don't you don't do that. But um, you know there's even aspects in the scriptures that you know I don't know it gets pretty close. You know people ask about oral sex and, and things like that. I do not think that oral sex is condemned from Scripture, and I think in Solomon's song, it's some metaphors in there that seem pretty pretty clear that that's yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, that's that's condoned for the marriage bed, right? Yeah. But back to our original question, let's say, okay. Mm-hmm. Sexuality is meant for the fireplace. It's meant for one woman, one man, life, lifelong union yeah. and a covenant. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unhelpful and it's destructive in any other form. So teenagers, well, I'm not having sex. I mean, this, I'll just... Our young adults, right? Yeah. I mean, they're I'll, not married. Yeah, yeah I'll, but I'll, I'll be, I'll just be honest. Like, this was my mentality growing up as a teenager. Yeah. I had sexual intercourse as what I couldn't do. Right. And I had kind of everything else as, I probably shouldn't, but it's not really that bad. Right. As long as it's it doesn't lead vagina. to yeah. sexual intercourse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I saved myself, I've saved sexual intercourse for my wife, right? And so I saved that for, for my wife. Um, but I, you know, what I would have said back then, I messed around, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. 
So. Can we define messed around? I yeah, mean, yeah, I know, yeah, I, know, okay, I, know no, no. I feel so, like we have so to. So maybe we have to, we have to, no, okay. Yeah. So maybe we need to step back and say, because the very question that a teenager is asking is that they have been informed by the world. They've been informed by this naturalistic worldview that is not a Christian worldview. And obviously so, because there's so much coming, coming at them, right? Yeah. Uh, and so they're thinking, so the, the world is, is saying a, a boy and a girl, not married, teenager, that they should date. I'll say we'll call them date, you know. So we, we could have a whole podcast on whether yeah. they should date or not. But anyway, so we'll say, we'll put dating as, okay, we're talking about dating. And, and the world tells them dating is, in, is, for, is, a, is a selfish activity of which you are testing the waters, testing. You're trying to get pleasure out of that, that partner in whom you are dating. And so you want to find out if they're, they, they're going to bring you pleasure or not. And, and so they're, they're, they're already entering into this relationship with a, a, a boy or a girl uh, with, with the wrong reason for even... Yeah even going out together. Mm -hmm. So it almost, you have to step back and say, what is the reason for a boy or a girl even going out on a date? Yeah. And then if they can get that understanding, then they'll, they won't be probably be asking, be asking this so very question. I think modern dating is people think, well, my kids need to date to learn how to socialize and learn how to, you know, talk to girls. And I think modern dating is actually practicing divorce. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because what you're doing in a modern dating scenario is you're, you're, you find the cutest person that will answer your text, right? Or that will respond to you. You find right. the cutest one you can get. And you interact with them and you try to get sec, you know, some sexual fulfillment from them in whatever ways until somebody cuter gives you some attention. Right. Mm -hmm. Or somebody a little smarter or somebody a little, with a little bit more uh, clout in school, mm -hmm. right? Or somebody that's got a little more money. And then you get rid of that one and you get a new one. Mm -hmm. Right, you elevate your social status or whatever, yeah, and so that's actually practicing divorce. Mm -hmm. So, I actually don't think kids should date in that way at all. Mm -hmm. I should be thinking about the only purpose of dating is to see if, if I could marry this person, mm -hmm. right? And what I'm doing is I'm I am trying to learn this person how do we relate to one another, and mm -hmm. I want to the goal is for me to honor. The other person. Yeah, I want to yeah. honor her, and she wants mm. she needs to honor me, and 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 by doing that, we're honoring God. We're yeah. honoring God in our relationship, and so. And I think there's even like a um, something off it, even there with like dating. Like for some people, think dating and courting are two different things, right? So I think people are mixing dating and courting together in the opposite way. So even the view for a lot of people is like courting is getting ready for marriage, and dating is yeah. like taking someone for coffee or, you know, getting to know this person. Do they have great conversation? Do, are, yeah. am I interested? And so on and so on. So, sure. So, I, and again, I go back to the, the very question itself is really a legalistic question. And so what are we trying to do? We're trying to bring people to Christ, to the gospel. We're not trying to bring them to the law. So mm -hmm. you, you, you could keep on asking us, yeah, yeah. you could keep on asking, well, what, what, how far is how, you know. Mm -hmm. the, it's, they, a, it's a simple question. It's a simple question to answer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to answer the question. Okay. It's a simple because the goal is to honor her. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's the goal is to honor her. So soon as you are, I'm, I'm just going to, I'll just like, soon as you are um, being sexually immoral and mm -hmm. lusting, right? Mm -hmm. So the line is anything other than a kiss, mm -hmm. right? Anything other than a kiss and, and maybe holding hands. But if this, like, 
if this is a makeout session, mm-hmm. well, you're you're try, you're 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 kindling the fire. Yeah. Right. And in what's going in the living room? And, and what's going <laughs> to put that out? Come out the yeah. fire. <laughs> what's going to put that out? Yeah. Like you're 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 starting something. One, you're starting something that you can't finish. Yeah. Right. So. You know, make out sessions. Um, <laughs> the language that I would use, you know, like <laughs> like bumping and grinding type yeah. of stuff, right? Uh, you know, masturbation, masturbation, of each other, yeah, yeah hand hand, mm. hand stuff, hand, mm. you know, the, all the, you know, touching touching private parts, yeah. mm-hmm. um, all of this stuff. Obviously, oral sex, mm-hmm. all of this stuff is going to be off limits. Sexting, yeah, off limits, off limits. Yeah. even if you're dating, right? Yeah. And and girls. And you oh. said it before, even anal is, is off limits. Oh, Lord, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. 100% off limits. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so all forms of sexual immorality are off limits. All right? So when I'm talking to my son, you know, I'm saying, yeah, you, you could hold hands. You could hold hands, you know, and you should do that for a while. And then when, if you feel like this is the girl that, this is really a girl that you could see yourself marrying, let's talk about it. And yeah. then... You could proceed to kiss her, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and some people would view that as dating, and then the courting would be, this could be my future well, wife. Yeah. So that's why I think it's it's, it's like a, a bunch of mix up and. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't really jargon. care what, what you call it. But yeah. The goal. That's why I called it modern dating. Mm-hmm. You know, modern yeah. dating. Um, but parents need to realize, with teenagers who don't have very much self control. Yeah you don't let them start a little bitty fire mm-hmm. because that little bitty match mm-hmm. lights the curtains on fire real yeah. fast. Yeah. Right. And so parents who, uh, I mean, my, my parents were pretty naive with this. So they yeah. let me have girls over mm-hmm. and we would sit in my room on my couch and cuddle up and watch mm-hmm. movies. Right. Oh no. And, and that's bad. That was a bad, mm-hmm. that was, that yeah. was dumb. And they I just want to say to a lot of parents, like making sure that like your kids are hang, hanging out in groups a group setting because there's some accountability there and out in public places because like you said like anytime you're inviting someone over to watch a movie you know it's not gonna you know it's not gonna go well public places with lots of light yeah yeah <laughs> for sure movie theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 I'm, I'm thinking um to the question is it safe to say if you're asking the question then you've already hit the point of too far because you're if you're if you're trying to figure out what you can get away with i would argue there's about a 90%, maybe a 99% chance you're already either committing lust or premeditating mm-hmm. lust. Yeah. So is that a fair thing to say? I, 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 I feel mean, like I, it is a very I fair would, thing. I would lower the number just a little bit just because uh, there's a lot of kids that aren't comfortable having these conversations with their parents um, and people that they're aware of. So then, if, of course, who do they come to? They come to, um, to myself or my wife, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're trying to figure out what is this sex stuff? You know, yep. I'm hearing about it. I'm seeing it on social media. Um, what is this? What is this supposed to look like? Is this is this right or is this wrong? Yeah. Um, you know, can, can you help me out? And okay, so. now and I and I and in the in the ninety six percent, we got a ninety six percent. Anybody want to give we another percent? percentage there, Kev. <laughs> so I, I think what you are saying, and, and and for our listeners to understand that there are a good number of our students who are in your in the youth group that don't have our their parents aren't coming to church they're not christians yeah. and so th- those are those parents that are just not even engaged in the gospel yet mm-hmm. in order in tor- terms to be able to teach their children now but i would, be, I would, I would say even, for all yeah, of our parents yeah. mm-hmm. y- you know if you're a, if you're a believer in christ you need to be talking to your 
children about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a non negotiable mm-hmm. in, in that regard in terms of your parenting. These yeah. are conversations you need to be having before they are even to a point of mm-hmm. of having to ask this question. It's that yeah. Christian education all over again, right? Right. That's you're right. educating your yeah. kids. In that's right. All yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're not doing it, then the culture is yes, for sure. Yes. And all of these questions. They literally can type them into Google. They can type them into YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's um, immoral people out there telling them the exact opposite of what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. And they're lying to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're saying, oh, yeah. Basically, the worldview is <clears throat> you're just an animal. Yeah. You're just an animal. You have desires just like an animal. An animal wants to go out and have sex with anybody. And so he does it. And so you, you can, too. You have no soul. There is no spirit. There is no God. There is no morality. So just use your flesh yeah. with that other person's flesh, mm-hmm. right? And there and there's guys like Andrew Tate right now, mm-hmm. not related to Alex yeah, Tate. Yeah, it's not my cousin. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Even though we're both like he, 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 he is, a, I would say, he's a to- That is the definition. One side, that's the definition of toxic masculinity. Mm. That I think... My son told me last night that he has 10 kids, and I think they're from 10 different women. Yeah. And his, his goal is to be like Genghis Khan. He, he, does, he doesn't want to commit to any woman. He just wants to have sex with a lot of different women and spread his seed around. Uh, mm. And he's, he's a millionaire. I don't know how many, but he's, you know, he's in jail right now, I think. But he's yeah. in a lot of trouble. But he's huge on social media. Mm-hmm. He was like, the, I think he's the number three most searched man on the planet yeah. in Google. Okay, and one of the reasons I think he's so popular right now is because our culture has been so immersed in feminism and the weakening of manhood mm. and transgenderism mm. now and all of this. Like this is the feminist movement coming to a it's at, at the end of itself. That's like eating itself basically. Yeah. It's like a you know it's like uh, destroying itself. It's yeah. self self destroying mm-hmm. and. Many young men don't know what they're for. Mm-hmm. They've been told that it's bad to be aggressive. It's bad to be a leader. It's bad to be strong. Yeah. It's bad to be... They're to, looking for to, purpose. It's bad to be heterosexual. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a purpose. And then, so in comes this toxic masculinity, Andrew Tate, who, I mean, he, he smokes cigars. He's big. He's a kickboxing champion. He's a good-looking dude. He's rich. He's got all these cars. And he's saying, screw all those feminists. Come be like me. Mm-hmm. Real men do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's number one in the culture, which mm. is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. There is only one real man. Yeah. That's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Preach. Preach there, Rob. Bring it. The Behold the man, Pilate said. Yes. And everybody said, mm-hmm. we can say amen. Yes, <laughs> Jesus was the man. And, mm. Je- and again, Jesus is a masculine man. Yeah. In yeah. every sense of the word, he is masculine. Mm-hmm. So he was tough. He was strong. He was bold. He was a carpenter. You know what I mean? You, there's yeah. no weak carpenters yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And yeah. he could... He could cleanse a temple, and he could stand somebody in the face and defy him and, and, and say the truth. Yeah. And he was gentle, and he was kind, mm. and he, could, he, w- he was lowly, and that's real strength, right? Yeah. So, so he shows us what real strength looks like. Yeah. And he could be in the presence of a, a promiscuous woman and not sin sexually. Yeah. yeah. And I, one yeah. of the scary things is um, that there's going to be a lot of people that are like, God, he's so forgiven. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out anyway. Um, but I think, like we talked about in a, some previous um, podcasts, is they're gonna, there's going to be some consequences. Oh, yeah. And uh, some of those consequences are, like, when you want to get right. married, um, this is going to be a struggle um, 
for your intimate relationship with your spouse where you're probably dreaming or thinking about maybe the person that was your best and you can't be as intimate and as deep with your spouse because you're not getting what you got from there. Mm-hmm. And it's going it's to be really hard, really yeah, hard. There's all kind of consequences. Now, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, remember, it's a covenant. And a covenant is a bond in blood sovereignly administered with attendant blessings and curses. When you break a covenant, so sexually, sinning sexually outside of marriage is breaking covenant Mm. because your body is, whoever you are, if you're single right now, your body belongs to your spouse. You don't know who that spouse is, but God does. Mm -hmm. And you're meant to save your body for that spouse. And so you're breaking, you're breaking covenant. Yeah. Right. So what are some of those curses? Right. There are all, I mean, there's all kind of curses, mm-hmm. right? There's obviously sex outside of wedlock, off, often it ends up you know, in pregnancy, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you've got a broken home, mm-hmm. and you, maybe you, would, you were having sex with a person that you, did, you wouldn't want to spend the rest mm-hmm. of your life with, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? You're going to spend the next, whatever, 20, 30 years of your life with that person now. Yeah. Whether and, it's in split yeah. custody or, meet, you know, whatever, you're, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a result of the curse, like... That's going to be, you're going to have a broken relationship yep. that's hanging over your head yeah. for a long, long time. And it's sad, too, even with that, it, then it pops in your head about abortion. You know, that's yeah. before you're like, I would never. But then you have a one night stand and you're like, maybe, maybe it's, this is something I can possibly do and forget about. But it, there, there's some consequences there, you well, know? Yeah, now, now you, you were a fornicator, now you become a murderer. Yeah. So you've got, you'll have that on your conscience forever. Yeah. And and then you're obviously taking an innocent in order to in order to save you future problems and difficulties, you're taking the life of an innocent mm-hmm. human being, right? Yep. So so then there's consequences to that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. these are a real thing. I don't I don't know why we don't talk about it anymore because they're they're rampant in our culture right now. Yeah. They're rampant. Mm-hmm. And some of those sexually transmitted diseases never go away. Right. Yeah. So then... You got to tell your spouse. Just think about that. Yeah, think about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to, you know, as, as the old saying goes, sow your wild oats in your teenage years mm-hmm. and then finally settle down one day. And then you find that girl who's pure as the driven snow and she's a Christian and she's the, the one you're... And then you got to say, hey, listen, I've got a sexually transmitted disease yeah. and I'm going to give it to you on our wedding night. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, Consequence. Brutal. Yeah. Consequence, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then and then, the more sec- the more you sin sexually, the more addictive that behavior becomes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So you're not going to get some of those. It's going to be really hard to get some of those images out of your mind. It's going to be really hard to get some of those experiences out of your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to, mm. it's going to come with long term consequences yeah. in the future. So, there are. There are real curses. Mm-hmm. There are real curses that show up when uh, when you when you sin sexually. So, is any any gospel good news for people that have already fallen into this? Well, obviously, the you know the the good news is one when we're just talking in terms of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, those the curse has been in the sense of this curse of sin and death has been dealt with by Christ on the cross. And so you, yeah. you know, obviously you can rest in, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't say obviously, but we can rest in the fact that Christ takes all sin, mm-hmm. all sin, you know, yeah. so whatever it is, so we can, we can rest in that. But beyond that, uh, 
God and, does. I would say and. Okay. And he promises, like in the Old Testament, it says that he will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Yeah. Right? So, so he can bring renewal and redemption and healing to your soul in, in certain ways. And um, if you've sinned sexually, you've been sinned against sexually, God can bring real healing to your soul. Yeah. Right? right. He, yeah. He, he can do that. Right. So that there is promise of redemption and there's promise of renewal. And then obviously the, the, the ultimate promise of that someday you'll be made totally new. Yeah. yeah. Right? Not That's a stain of, of sin. That's good. But I think, is that where you... Where no, no, I was going where you just went. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. so you so stole you the said, thunder there. You said, you, when you said <laughs> so, but, I thought you were going to go but. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Like I should have said and, really. Yeah, yeah, so redemption, renewal, and restoration yeah, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are good yeah. three R's yeah, that to good. be remembering remembering within this context. Um, yeah. So, so, but what is there a but to this? I mean, is there a well? Well, yeah. There's there's a I but. Mean, the, the, there's a but because if you have an STD, yeah, it's it, it is. It's a consequence. If you have a kid outside of wedlock, <laughs> yeah, it's there. You're still if covered. If you though. commit an abortion, mm-hmm. it's it's never going away. You're right. not going to forget it. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. However, even even that, you know, so we we think about the cross, and the cross is really turning the world upside down in the sense of the, the enemy, Satan, thought he had won, and at the very moment he thought he'd won, he actually had completely lost. And so he can do the same thing even in these consequences where, you know, for instance, let's say we have a child that's out of wedlock and now we have this kind of this, this, this child that, that has been brought into this world in a way that's not under a covenant head. And is, but God can do amazing things in that child's life and in your life and in the life of that uh, woman that, you know, as we think about man, uh, uh, the woman, uh, you know, th- there's a, I don't know what it all could be, but God can do those things. He yeah. can, oh, he yeah. can, he can redeem our situ- our curses. Yeah, he can actually redeem our curses and make good things come out of out of those, so that um, the, the gospel can go out through even our curses. As men and women say, "Hey, this is what I did. God's done a good work in my life. Don't do what I did." Yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of a filter. And I, I would say the other thing is to, to talk to your kids. So young people like. You know, you're you're a teen, you're early twenties. You need to think about. You need to have a long term vision, yeah. right? Right. A long term vision. You don't want to stand up before your kids and say, "Kids, don't do what I did." Mm-hmm. What's better is to say, "Kids, this is what your mother and I did. We stayed. Uh, we we kept each. We we stayed pure. We kept each other accountable. Yeah. We honored and respected one another. And yeah. then we had." Our first time we had sex was on our wedding day. That's the first time we were sexually intimate. And look at our, we've had such a blessed marriage. We've had such a blessed family. Look at all the blessing around us in this home. This Mm -hmm. is a result of honoring God in the covenant, in the covenant of marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And if you follow in our footsteps, you too can be blessed like this, right? And then you're creating a legacy of blessing and obedience and Mm -hmm. covenant keeping and not a blessing of covenant breaking and uh, don't do what I did, mm-hmm. right? That's good. That's good, man. So uh, any other thoughts, any other questions, guys? That's, That's good, good, man. All right. So uh, hopefully this uh, podcast was helpful to you. Uh, maybe you could send it to somebody that you think that might need it, might learn from it. If you've got any other questions, please email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. Uh, we love you. We're praying for you. God bless. God bless.